Welcome back to an exciting season of Asia's leading podcast, Thriving in the Age of Disruption, with Dr. Ramesh Ramachandra. We hope you're ready for a new season of growth and empowerment because Dr. Ramesh and her amazing network of guest speakers are thrilled to embark on this journey with you once again. Join us as we explore an array of compelling topics from unleashing an entrepreneurial mindset to navigating crisis with resilience, celebrating the strength of family businesses, empowering women in leadership roles and sustainability. You will have the privilege of tapping into Dr. Ramesh's vast expertise as she generously shares her business and life lessons with you. Through her extensive network of influential entrepreneurs, corporate leaders, academics, and inspiring women throughout Asia, you will gain invaluable insights in the shared personal stories of these changemakers from across industries. Imagine gaining the essential skills mindset and freedom to pursue your passions, whether it's building your own business, leading a family enterprise, or making waves in the corporate world. This podcast truly is your gateway to achieving those aspirations. Dr. Ramesh Ramachandra is an accomplished entrepreneur, author, and executive coach. She has successfully founded and managed multiple businesses in the Asia-Pacific region. Her journey has earned her recognition as one of Asia's most influential women, and now, she's here to share her wisdom with you. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to be part of a transformative movement. And we're happy you've joined us in this new podcast season to hear from Dr. Ramesh and her guest speaker, Associate Professor Peng Bi Bitwi, who has more than 25 years of teaching and research experience in electrochemical engineering at the Hanoi University of Science and Technology. She has also been working on innovative education and transformative entrepreneurship with the aim of supporting the achievement of sustainable development goals in Vietnam, in addition to being a mentor and coach for startups and social impact businesses. Dr. Tui, I would like to start off by welcoming you to the Driving in the Age of Disruption podcast series. We are excited to have you here, especially to hear about your journey as an academic who is also working with aspiring entrepreneurs who are your students, as well as those who are in impact projects. Thank you, Dr. Ramesh. I am Associate Professor Marty Bittin. I have more than 25 years of teaching and doing research in the field of chemical engineering and the University of Science and Technology. My specialized field is electrochemistry and corrosion protection. My main job is training the engineers in our field and for the last 10 years as a manager of a group and our departments, I expanded our research network, industrial connection and project. And I expand my career to provide the students with more skills so they can have better career after graduation. I'm a mentor or coach and I'm in a transformation journey. With my position now, I can contribute more value to the student and to the university. I will be an entrepreneur after I retire in some years. Now, I just contribute more on technical issue to the university. That's really interesting in terms of what you have done with the university because I personally feel that researchers, academics, and entrepreneurs share the same passion towards solving problems. As a researcher, you look at the hypothesis and uh, as an entrepreneur, we're trying to solve a problem where there is a need or a want. And the only difference perhaps is that entrepreneurs take the risk 
to start a business, researchers also take the risk because they have to publish paper and it has to be peer-reviewed and accepted. I want to have a conversation about entrepreneurial mindset, and I define that as someone who is being resourceful. That means they can define a problem correctly and they can then go to solve it. They can take risks and be with uncertainty. And finally, there are also people who understand how to create value, not for themselves, but for everyone else. Share a little bit about how you see that happening in academia, in research, and in the work that you do. For the academic side, we rather do research and teaching for the students. But recently, we have to help students to have a better life, to have a sustainable life after graduation from the university. And that's the question for me. It comes from our students' need. They are very smart guys. And after graduation, sometimes they cope with problems about communication or working together with the company and with the program of the government about the entrepreneurial program project. I do for the students, I get more material, more knowledge. I think my journey can change from the pure technical into an entrepreneurial mindset. So the need or the problem was how to future ready your graduating students after they leave the university. And as you participated in providing the government-sponsored entrepreneurship program, you started to explore entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial mindset. Can you share about that experience? I work with a social impact business as a coach and some startup like a women-led enterprise to become a coach. It's not easy for me at first. When I'm a lecturer, just telling students about knowledge and to become a coach, that means I have to change my mindset and to exploit the potential from the founder so that they can be stronger and find a good policy for their enterprise. And I'm really happy to see the transformation, not only the founder, but the enterprise, the SME, the startup. Also, my student and industrial company, when I work with them, it help my communication change my mindset and also my life. I was really very excited to hear that you work with social impact businesses and most of them are women-led. What do you find is their common challenge? For me, it comes from my personal experience also. Because for Vietnamese, we respect family and we must spend time for family. For example, the children, I cannot spend the whole time on my job. So it was a very hard time for me. And for the women-led company, it's much more more harder, especially when they are young, they have to cope with how to lead their staff, not only herself, how to work with her staff smoothly. And so my job is I help them with teamwork, how to make their company more stable and make a better team work together in the first stage of the company. That's really important what you said, because there is an old saying, if you want to go far, you have to go together. So if they want to build a successful business, then they have to engage their teams and work together. When you are supporting them to create the foundations for good teamwork and communication, it must make a big difference to their business. What are the typical businesses that these women start? 
Yes. In what kind of industry? The small business, agricultural products, mental health, education. One thing I see that an advantage for the women leadership is we have good sensitivity, yeah, empathy with people. But sometimes it's a disadvantage also because you see we, we care so much. I think when a woman leader can control how to keep balance, that is really for their business. And who is a role model for you in entrepreneurship? Role model? To be frank, I really love your book because you describe the journey in a very simple way, easy to understand. And that's what I always want to do for my lecture, for my life. I do support for playful learning. The children, when they can play during learning, they learn by themselves and they fail. It's fine because it's fun. The startup program is a task I made with Coventry University. And we got funding from the British Council. Thanks mm-hmm. for that. So now I changed my life. That's right. Moment. It's important to keep learning, but also to bring playfulness to our learning. Because we don't need to be so serious about it. Especially in a practical aspect of entrepreneurship, we have to be open to looking at failure as an opportunity to get feedback on what we didn't do right and not give up just because we failed. Another important mindset, which I think we all can develop, it's called the crisis-ready mindset. I define crisis as something that we experience when we meet a setback or a failure. And at that moment, we get stuck and we don't know what to do. The point in a crisis is that we've got to do something because if we don't, then the situation will make a decision for us. So... What I wanted to ask you was, how do you deal with your own crisis in life? And what advice will you give on that? Yeah, actually, for the crisis, when I was young, I didn't know how to cope with that. So sometimes it was a terrible situation. for But we didn't learn something about that at the school. What Vietnamese, when we were young, we just do what the other told we have to do. Sometimes we don't want to do, but you have to. But now, since I went on a new journey, I adapt myself. And now I think the most important is I try my best and the result will come. It's really, really helped me in my life. And you see now I have peace and I see everything is in good condition and I'm grateful to So you have peace of mind and you're grateful. And is that a practice that you have that can also support you when you have a crisis? Yeah, actually, I think when I feel grateful to everything around I have, it makes me calm so much. Every morning, I got meditation, but it's the grateful meditation. In the morning, just wake up and I don't have to like in rush to do something in hurry. So you spend about 15 minutes every morning meditating on gratitude and it allows you to have that experience throughout the whole day and be calm. And also since working on the education Project. I also learned about adopt and adapt. I accept every difference from the student people around, and then I adapt myself. So it's like to be responsible a hundred percent of myself. I think it helps so much, and I have more tranquility in my life. 
How many children do you have and what do they do? I have two children. The boy, he graduated from the university and now he's worked for a company. And the second one, she studied in Germany about something related to biochemistry. When you look at your daughter, she's a young woman. And if you had to advise her about how to be effective with leadership, what would be your advice? Or even to your young son, right? Because they're now going to enter the workforce. Yes. Actually, I'm really proud of my children. What I'm proud is that they now can live independently. They care about family, about me, my husband, my parents. And they can give hand to their friends. If I can advise parents, is that it's really important be a friend of your children. Thanks to my daughter, she was in the secondary school and it was a time I learned a lot. And now I and her, we are close friends. When she comes back, she brings something I love or when she stay at home, she make a cake. Just a small thing, but it makes me happy. That's really great advice to parents about how you can be friends with your children so that you can create this connection even as they keep growing. And they don't need us as parents, but they will still be around and have that close relationship. How do you define spirituality and where are you in your spiritual journey? For me, in the past, I have a very straight line and I will want to do uh, a good job, be a good mother. My children have a good grade and my husband have a good job. And then when the goal is not achieved, I was unhappy, disappointed, and I was angry and tired. But then now I have to care about my soul and have some time for me. I sometimes have a cup of tea with a cake and even I busy, I can have a relaxed time to take care of my spirit too. You can define spirituality in many ways. And what you're saying is taking care of your spirit, whether it is in enjoying a cup of tea with cake, just the quiet time that you have when you meditate early in the morning, because otherwise all you're doing is rushing here, rushing there, wanting this, wanting that. And then when you don't get it, you're getting upset. And what's the point? So what had you switch and think about spirituality as taking care of your spirit? About three years ago. That's the first time I heard the grateful meditation. It's about ourselves. At first, I shouldn't like to call myself and say, uh, you're great. You do a great job. And be grateful with myself first, and then my relative, my family, something like that. At first, it's very strange to do that. And after about a month, then I can understand it. And now it's like my routine uh, every day. I read and learn a lot about this. And I think the goal of our life is that we have a better life. We have a happy life, not like just money or business, because uh, at the end, I just met myself. Do you think it's possible for us to live a simple life? Yes. Life for me now is we live in the way we want. Mm. We don't care much about what people say. To build my inner capability in sports, we have a simple life and the simple life makes me happy. That's enough. 
That's nice. A simple life is living in the way we want and not the way others expect us, right? To describe thriving, what are the three words you would use? For thriving, first, I think bring value to people. For example, for my student, value is sometimes some advice. And the second one, people should love you more than hate you. Ah, yes. Yeah. And so the first one is happy with what you do. For me, thriving, I think there's some simple like that. Oh, nice. So thriving is bring value to people. People must love you more than they hate you and be happy with what you do. Excellent. Everyone is talking about sustainability these days. Some people talk about it in connection to the climate crisis. In our work, we talk about sustainability as the ongoing thriving of a living system. What is your view about sustainability? For me, sustainability, I will love more to focus on people's capability to do education. We can build a capability for students or the young people so that they will become strong. That respect is that they should care about the life of people around. That's for me, is sustainability. What you're pointing to is that as we build our capabilities, we also have to understand that we are interconnected. Yeah. And that what we do has an impact on other people. As we understand that, then we will also build the right capabilities. Thank you for sharing all this with us. I want to now ask you a few quick questions. Tell me the first answer that comes to your mind. What's your favorite book? My favorite book? Nah, in this stage, I love Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh, nice. Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. And what's your favorite travel destination? My favorite travel destination, European country, especially Poland. Wow. That's interesting. Why? I spent three months in the Netherlands a long time ago. But then I found the people and I love people in Poland. Their hospitality and the life. So it's That's right. And if you could have dinner with anyone in the world, who would it be? With anyone? Yes. If I can have dinner with anyone. Simon Sinek, I really <laughs> love his story. Yeah. And I know a lot from him. I even... Listen to his YouTube. So That's great. And what's your favorite song? My favorite song. I have so many. But one song I have a good impression is Kisera Sera. What will be, will be. And if you can have any superpower, what will it be? Superpower? Yes. I can have a superpower. I want to. Bring the very good school to the children in mountainous Vietnam. Yeah. Wow. So you would like to bring more schools to the ethnic children in the mountainous area in Vietnam? Well, yes. We have some charity trip to the mountainous area. But the small children, when they go to school, sometimes only five years, six years old, but they had to go about six or seven kilometers yeah. to school and it's up and down and uh, at the school they don't have equipment. yes nothing to play yes boring learning not playful learning no yeah i get it 
And the last thing is, what's the best advice that you've ever received? The best advice actually is not coming from someone, but it's from our educational project. Like I told you, the way to live, it is adopt and adapt. I kept it in mind and now the way for me to live, how to accept people and then adapt myself. Very good. Today, and good news that I bring my team, my students on a scientific competition and they want to rise. So I was so happy today. But the most happy thing is that you see in one student that he used to be like not a good student. At first, when he came to me and my lab, he said that no, I couldn't do the research. It just give me some assignment. But then I talked with him. And explain to him that if he joined to the research team, he can upskill himself. Actually, today he, he make me and all the other surprised because he got the first prize, the very big sale. And it made me happy because I see people change from this position to the meta version. It must be very rewarding working with your students and watching them grow and make that big leap in this case where he has won the first prize. Actually, you see for the student and my staff, they often treat me like them. Mother-in-law, I'm very portable and strictly lecture for the assessment or for lecturing. When doing duty, they are really serious about it, but outside. We can be a friend and we care each other. Excellent. Like mother-in-law to the mother. Okay, mother-in-law to mother to friend. Very good then. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed our conversation together. Thank you, Dr. Ramesh. I hope through this, people learn more about the women in the academic environment in Vietnam. And we hope that all the women will have a better and happy life so that we can make family society happier. Very good. Thank you for that. Thank you, Dr. Ramesh and Associate Professor Thuy. We're excited that you're on this journey with us that promises inspiration, empowerment, and growth. Beyond your individual growth, this podcast is also your guide to making a meaningful impact at a collective level, creating value, not just for yourself, but for your family, business, community, and the broader world.